0: We'll hand-select the best nuggets to share with you in this short form. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real-world concepts for business and life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's flashback. We have an amazing flashback for you today. We're revisiting episode number 93 with Cutco Vector's Rising Sun division manager, Wes Frank. In March of 2020, the COVID 19 pandemic struck our country in earnest and the whole world changed. The Cutco business had to be radically transformed from a largely in person recruiting and sales model to a 100% virtual model. Many would have expected this sort of pivot to take a year or more to implement. But Cutco Vector has amazing innovators like Wes Frank, and the necessary changes were implemented within about a five week period in March and April sparking the greatest summer and highest sales year in company history. Remarkably, this conversation was recorded on April 3rd, 2020, as the company was in the midst of a precipitous drop in sales results. Knowing what we now know, that only a few weeks later, the company began turning the corner, it's breathtaking to listen to how insightful Wes and his predictions turned out to be. This section of our episode includes a great promotion of the branch and district manager positions as they relate to the future of work, Wes's suggestions on embracing change, and his advice on empowering others in your organization to help lead innovation. This flashback episode is sponsored by Organifi, which I like to call the Cutco of Superfood Blends. Their green juice is a blend of 11 superfoods, And is great as a replacement for breakfast. My favorite is their gold tea, which is awesome for nighttime. It boosts your immunity and helps you sleep. Everything from Organifi is all natural and organic. You just mix it with water when you're ready to use it. You can check out the full line of their products at Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. You get 15% off everything that they carry. By using the discount code CLSK. Enjoy this flashback segment from Wes Frank and be sure to revisit the full episode number 93. Here in Cutco Vector, uh, we're trying to innovate and develop new programs at a a very rapid clip right now. So, what's your mindset right now as uh, we're going into this?
1: Yeah, you know, from a business perspective, Dan, it's it's made me feel very grateful for the Vector Petco business. There are a lot of people out there at risk of losing their jobs. Uh, if you have seen some of the stats right now, and that is just not the discussion we're having here in our business. Uh, you know, in, in true Vector spirit, the conversations that I've been hearing and have been about how we can have our best summer in years and and maybe ever. So to me. It comes down to the decision to innovate and find solutions, as you said. And don't get me wrong, like that's not an easy thing to think about, especially when you see so many people on social media and in the news throwing their hands in the air like nothing's in their control. And in my opinion, this has been the perfect opportunity for us to innovate in our business. You know, people are. What I found is more open to thinking differently than than at any point in my twenty years in the business, so if you're someone who's interested in finding solutions and improvements both for you know short term and long term, I would say it's been easier to find like minded people who are open to innovation now than it's ever been and so you know in this current situation it was it was basically forced innovation right so I don't think anyone could have predicted this situation, but we were forced to make some really quick pivots in our business, and you know, to some key programs that we've come to know and love over the years, like the interview and training and, and the demo, even basics like that. And so, you know, what, what's been interesting is that as we've been positively seeking these improvements over the last couple of weeks, I, you know, I started wondering why why if we were able to make so much great progress in just a few short weeks why did it take us so many years to get to some of these improvements and innovations and you know i think it comes down to the fact that at the time maybe they weren't seen as as critical moves back then but we've had a really good business for a long time with the traditional programs and then it just became very important very quickly to to make adjustments in a really short amount of time so what's inspiring to me is that we've been able to do it and so I've seen quicker pivots in our business and implementing programs faster than I've seen in 20 years over the last four weeks. So if we're looking for some positives, I think there's a lot of them to point to, but I'll just give you a few. So number one, I would say some of the programs that you know have been developed, I think will live on much longer than just during this season of social distancing. So as a manager, as a rep sales force, We'll have strengthened muscles that we haven't needed to work out much previously, and we'll have those tools in our tool belt moving forward. So that, that to me, would be one of the first positives. Yeah, Another positive, I would say, is you know, maybe this gives us confidence in the future to move faster for creating positive changes and embracing innovation because we've proven that we can do it quickly when we're up against the wall. So maybe we can do it quickly even when we're not up against the wall. So to me, that that's a second positive possibility that can come from this. So the third, I would say, if you're a summer branch manager listening to this right now, or the parent of a branch manager listening to this, I think the experience of branching could be more meaningful than maybe it's ever been before. And it's always been extremely meaningful, but I think it, it could be even heightened. And here's why. Forget for a second that it could be one of the most profitable summers to run a branch office with you know, with the possibility of building huge teams of people and maybe some different expense models compared to what we've had in the past. But I also think about the future of work in our country. Do we think that working remotely or virtually will be less of a thing 10 years from now or more of a thing 10 years from now in corporate America? And if you talk to the people that I talk to, most people will tell you it will absolutely be more of a thing. And in fact, the current situation could be one of the first dominoes of that taking a more permanent shift across North America and and certainly across the world. It's almost like a big social experiment, right? And so, you know, for our branch managers, think about how you're going to be able to describe your summer experience in your interviews five or 10 years from now. I virtually recruited, trained, and developed a fully remote sales team of 50, 100, 150 people who combined for over blank amount in sales for mm-hmm. the summer and built a profitable business in four months. And oh, by the way, I, I started it during the lockdown when most of my friends were laying on the couch watching Netflix. So <laughs> that is like an absolute layup story to talk about in all of their future interviews. So, And then I would also say for district managers, I think we have an opportunity to provide just great income and great experience to a lot of people who are going to be very much in need of work this summer. So more people will be looking for work this summer than maybe any summer we've ever had in our company history. So while a team meeting or an SC1 might feel a little different for us than maybe it has in the past, it it won't feel different for our new reps this summer, because that will be all they have experienced. And it could even open up some Different creative, positive opportunities, like getting top-notch guest speakers from all across the country who don't need to be local or physically at the meeting in order to impact the meeting. So yeah. So Dan, I would say those would be some of the things that, that I'm thinking about right now when it comes to my mindset and
0: how it's impacting our business. Awesome comments right there, Wes. You made a great point that people are open to thinking differently right now. Part of this is because we've sort of been forced right, to change but that's one of the benefits of what has happened with all of us is that there is this more openness and this desire to innovate. How
1: inspiring is that though? That means that for the rest of our time in this business or any business, when you're at a point of comfort, that that's not the point to just not search for solutions anymore. It just proves to us that there's always the next level. And uh, sometimes it's a crisis that brings it on or a challenge. And other times it's because of Forward-thinking people in an organization that that try to you know find solutions and make things better.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's important for everybody to be constantly working on their skills and also developing their creative thinking and reading and taking in things that get them to think outside the box a little bit more, so that we can continue this process you know well into the future. Tell me about how you feel like uh, Cutco managers can best. Navigate through this situation and particularly, like, how are you working with your team there in the Rising Sun division? I would say two
1: things, Dan. Number one, I would say something that I try to teach my managers and reps whenever they're experiencing a challenge. So let's just talk generically about challenges in general for a second. And one of the questions that I ask is Is this a problem of skill or focus? And asking ourselves, is the reason I'm not hitting my goals right now because of a skill that I'm lacking or is is it because of a focus that I'm lacking? And some people say, you know, it's funny. I I get people say, no, 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 Wes. It's it's not a skill issue. Like like I've hit these numbers before in the past. I I know I'm skilled and talented and I just haven't been motivated or I just haven't been committed or focused to, to finding the solution. And, you know, my typical response to that answer is oh okay prove it and so if it's truly a focus issue and and not a skill issue then that means that when you really are focused on it for a week or two you should be able to hit those goals so i don't say that in a in a challenging antagonistic way but really more in a way to prove it to yourself as a learning experiment so that you're sure that it's not so that you're sure that it's not a skill improvement that you need to dedicate more time to. And by the way, if it is a skill improvement that's needed, no problem, right? There's plenty of resources to improve. Let's say it's a, a new wrap and maybe the challenge is selling two grand a week consistently. So let's say they're if they're not doing it right now, it's either because of a skill or a focus issue. So if it's a skill, no problem. They could ask more questions to their managers. They could go field training. They could... Go virtual field training. They could. There's hundreds of talks on Vector Connect from top reps on phoning and closing and even previous episodes of this podcast that somebody can use to increase their own belief in the opportunity. So in my mind, in, in today's day and age, Dan, it is totally fine to blame lack of skill in the short term, but it's not okay in the long term. There are just too many easily available resources to improve skill set especially in our business. And so in the current situation, my advice to my team right now is ready, fire, aim, and lean into the new programs and innovations. So I would say if you're a representative listening to this, or a relatively newer manager, I would say, you know, your division managers, your region managers have some great answers right now. And we'll make some adjustments on the fly for sure, as we get more and more best practices that become obvious. But you can't steer a parked car. So my advice is to work hard and do the things that we already know, which is promoting the great rep opportunity we have, building a great team, and you'll get better at navigating little stuff like Zoom breakout rooms for your team meetings or whatever other questions that you may have along the way, but don't allow the possible pothole in the road 10 miles down the road to prevent you from flooring it from here to there. So that would be the first thing I would say: is lean into the changes and don't be afraid of some of the new things that are that are being uh, implemented. So that's a great point. Thanks. Yeah. So I, you know, I think the second thing Dan is, I try to keep in mind that not all of the answers in my organization need to come directly from me. So I try to empower my reps and managers to find answers and solutions. I'll tell you that's one of the biggest things I learned from working with my region manager Lloyd Reagan over the years is to ask myself as a leader, what do I value more, control or empowerment? And over the years, he's really given me the freedom to experiment, and innovate, and be excited about trying new things. And Not all of them took off, but a lot of them did. And that concept of control versus empowerment in my organization is, is how I try to work with some of the leaders in my own division. And I try to give those top people the freedom to Kind of let their their strengths shine, and I think you and I, Dan, have talked about this in the past. I know, and I, I think what what value can I provide to people like that? It's not about control or, or teaching them how to sell Cutco at this point. Like they know more about selling Cutco than I do. But where I feel like I can add some value is is helping them maybe navigate professional communication or bringing people together when challenges arise, like the current situation that we're in, and uh, kind of rallying the troops. So. Top managers in my organization, like Andrew Nickerson or Jared Timmons, you know, when I'm working with guys like that, you know, I try to encourage them to seek answers, not just from me, because I I need to be humble enough to realize that I don't have every answer. And so, not just from inside our division, but, you know, I encourage them to seek answers outside of our division, but also maybe even outside of our region or even company. And so, having the humility as a leader to admit you don't always, always have all the answers but I do try to have the right questions. And I think right now, good questions can be just as valuable as good answers.
0: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's flashback episode of Changing Lives Selling Knives, you can find the full episode and show notes at changinglivespodcast.com. You can also sign up there to receive free resources from me and some of our amazing guests. Please consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player and hit the subscribe button so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. This is Dan Cassetta signing off. We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives.